Good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast, and happy April Fool's Day. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Pam. Today's also a very special day with our special guest, SR, but it's also a special day because it's Pam's birthday, so everybody, please send Pam birthday wishes, lots of birthday love. As you know, we kicked off Pam's birthday celebration just two weeks ago when we went to see... Yes, we did. Ruth in State College. The boss. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been so much fun. Absolutely. That was fun. I, 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 I'm so grateful for you for that. Thank you so much. It was just so, to, so good to see Bruce. I've seen Bruce at least once every decade since 1973. And seeing... <laughs> I, I really am thanking you because seeing Bruce with you was a special experience and I will never forget it. It was so much fun and he was, it was just like a big family um, celebration, mm-hmm. really. It was super, super fun. Lots of birthday love coming your way um, all the way it's, actually it's from, Thank you, thank you all. Actually, even Franca's on from South Africa, from Johannesburg. Good morning, she says, good, good afternoon, morning, Pam, Franca. Leslie SR, and everyone. Um, very happy birthday, Pam. Wishing you a fabulous day and many, many more. Um, I saw Betty wanted to know if you were wearing your tiara. Uh, this morning, no. No, <laughs> I, I left that... Uh, I left that back with the uh, the queen <laughs> or the king now, whatever. Everybody, yeah. Whatever they are this week. <laughs> um, and I see that uh, Ashley's digging the soundtrack today, Pam. So. Wow, thank you. Well done. Thank you. And am I 25 now? Actually, I'm 39. <laughs> She's the, it's the 39th anniversary from when I stopped counting. <laughs> and Ellie's wishing you birthday uh, celebra- celebrations in German. I do not speak German. My husband does. So Danke. sorry for butchering that, Danke. Ellie. Um, it's raining cats and dogs uh, where Ashley is in South Central PA. Um, Thank God for me being in a nice warm cabin, she said. Yes, SR. Yep. SR is trying uh, to get new to the, used to the new interface here. It is a little bit different. Um, it is. And it it's is. different between the telephone and the computer. And the website. Website app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brenda's asking, Damn, I'm older than you. How is that possible? <laughs> hey, listen, Isabella's older than me. <laughs> and she's only 11. <laughs> so, anyway. yes. So, sorry, thank you for joining us. I know that this is uh, a little bit different with the interface. And just as an FYI for everybody else, they're going to be changing the app a little bit too. I don't know what yet. They haven't posted that, they just put it out there. So, and just as an FYI. Anyway, yeah, you, there's a there should be um, if if you're looking at the screen with the on the website, you'll see chats coming up. But yet, uh, you'll also see it looks like people. If you click that, it'll show you who's on. And if you want to listen through the website, there's a little arrow that you push, and that's where you listen. So anyway, any questions? Thank thank feel you, free. thank you, Teacher Pam. <laughs> yeah well no you know. it's it is it's a newer interface um but clicking on that small little arrow should help so uh yeah hopefully you'll be able to listen um <laughs> and franca we're glad you could join us as well there's a lot to cover um during this uh really special podcast on uh, the art of Lent uh, and the Lenten Mm -hmm. reflection reading that SR selected. Uh, 
And um, I'm thinking we may want to get started with some of the SR news. Of course. We, we know that um, SR is happy to report that the Macedonian readers will be getting their own translation of Gabriel's Inferno. Uh, he'll post more details as they're available, and he's hoping that the translation will be published this year. SR has also seen a cut of Gabriel's Redemption Part 1, and it was very well done. There are some exceptional performances and scenes in this film, and readers will love it. And I was also happy to see readers from the U.S. and the U.K. in the scenes from Oxford. There were several familiar faces, which is awesome. I uh, am not in the Oxford, but I do have, I do have the actual eagle and child <laughs> permit, so I'm happy about that. Um, so he's also looking forward to the announcement of the premiere, which should be pretty soon. And... Uh, SR is also writing in the hoping in to finish his current book and I know everyone has been waiting and I'm eager to finish it so it can be edited and published so stay tuned yes 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 I love it and SR's um, shells noting woot woot for the Macedonian readers which is great we love when we have more work uh, translated uh, for the other readers uh, who can now experience um uh, your beautiful words, SR, in in their own language. I think that's so great. And SR is uh, noting that, or uh, hoping, he's waiting on the exact date regarding the redemption. Uh, and he's saying premiere will be in the summer. Can I say that? Well, SR. You just, you just did. did. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we are hopeful. We are hopeful for that. We can't wait for the premiere. Very, very exciting. And uh, mm -hmm. he also said, great shot of Mallory's face behind Krista in the scene. So I think it's really great that we were able to have, uh, as always, the way Passion Flicks works with the giving the opportunity for founding members and uh, to... Signature, signature members, members to, to be um, extras, I think, is really special. So Brenda said, yes, Tosca announced it yesterday in Denver. Summer cool. premiere. Wonderful. Yay. And, and you have cover, SR. <laughs> if Tosca said it, you're safe. Or else you were going to be the new safe. spoiler man. <laughs> Our dear and as Franca says, SR, you can say anything you want. Any news is great news, even if you get it wrong. Brenda's saying June. Uh, saying June. June, mm. really. SR's asking Brenda because Brenda is our is our reporter on the ground at uh, Readers Take Denver, she is. the uh, book and, fair where they've been uh, they premiered um, Wait with Me this week, mm -hmm. and. <laughs> SR said, they told me, but I wasn't allowed to announce it before them. Um, Brenda <laughs> said, there's no location yet, but I've heard it might be overseas. So, mm, interesting. That would be interesting. I better put my, uh, I've got my little, um, I don't know if anybody's ever had Rayo's soup, but they make really great soups that you can buy in the store. So I've got Italian wedding soup here and I've got it maybe about an eighth of the way full of coins. So maybe if I continue, you know, I got my go. <laughs> so, but the passport is good. I will hey, say the that. Passport's the passport's good and good. ready. You never know. You never know. Yeah, it uh, would be. That's right. You know. So the premiere date is in June, everyone. SR notes will stay tuned for uh, the announcement on when exactly in June it will be. And where it will be. So, super exciting Absolutely. news. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. I'm in shock, I have to say. I really thought it was going to be um, pushed towards later in the year. So. Yeah, I did too, to be honest I'm, with you. That's great. I know they, I know they started working on it. Clear your calendars. Oh, SR. If only I could. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm excited. You and your calendar. Yeah. 
you and your calendar. No, the only thing I really have on in June, because I don't have any more of my work events, they're all before that, um, is going to be my dance performance. So that would be a... We'll have to see how that works. Well, we'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll figure it out. Brenda said, anyway. she hopes anyway. they do two locations. If not, I'll be missing it. Well, we'll have to see. It would be a lovely thing for the overseas fans to get to, to go to a premiere more easily. Um, although, you know, we've had people come in from everywhere to see uh, the premieres. So That is very true. We will see. We shall see. And congratulations on uh, that Xander's uh, championship. That's fantastic, Absolutely. Ellie. Great, great That's news. great. Mango's going to be on vacation in early June, so I hope it's later in the month. But if not, I will cheer all of you on and enjoy your photos. Um, Absolutely. Yep. We shall see. And Ashley we're, lo- Ashley, we're looking forward to seeing you when you come to filling in June. I know. That, that is uh, going to be very doable. Should be super fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Frank is saying and June's an exciting month for her. 46th wedding anniversary, moving to the UK permanently, and the redemption premiere. Happy days are coming. That they yes. are. Yes. And that we'll all are. have happiness to be able to see part one of redemption. So wherever we look at it, we'll get to see it. Uh, and it'll be awesome. It will be. It really will be. So, since we had such exciting news, Shall I we? think now we can turn to the uh, the item at hand. SR, are you ready to uh, discuss a little bit about uh, your Lenten selection? Um, yeah. Looking forward yes, to it. Yes, we actually had uh, first asked SR about... Uh, the book and the selection and we talked to him a little bit since we are in the season of Lent and we're in the final week of uh, prior to Easter Sunday. Yeah, tomorrow's Palm Sunday. Which is hard to believe. Um, SR saying absolutely ready, yes, and thank you all for joining me in the read-along. That's... And you know what, it was really, it really was enjoyable and I, I am... Looking forward to, I haven't read today's uh, yet, The Sacrifice of Abraham, but uh, just as a aside, um, last night I, I was with my friend Mare. I was a chaperone on her date with her boyfriend Carl, <laughs> which is an interesting concept. Um, and we went to see um, My Only Son, which was the a movie based on the story of Abraham and Isaac. So... Just uh, an FYI. So that's what today's painting is. The for absolute trust, the sacrifice of Abraham. And it is a powerful so I just image. Think it was I will very, have to very coincidental. I have to tell you, it's a very powerful image. So it just happened to weave in the fact you saw that movie last night is pretty stunning to me. Um, yeah. So SR, why did you decide to offer a Lenten reading to readers this year? Oh, and and as uh, as we work through the as we work through um, SR sharing his answer with us, um, mm-hmm. uh, lots of people are saying how much they enjoyed the book. Black Lab Lady Elena said so enjoyed the book, and. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and uh, as Ashley points out, the movie was also done by the people who did The Chosen from Angel mm-hmm. Studios. One of the neat things is this was totally crowdsourced, which is totally different from a lot of films. Yeah, anyway. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Again, and thank you for introducing us to new books was the comment that Lori shared. Um, and mm-hmm. SR noted when we asked about why deciding to offer the reading he said, last year I read Bishop N.T. Wright's book, Surprised by Hope, as my Lenten reading, and I enjoyed it so much I started posting reflections on the readings. I wanted to do the same thing this year. And as I know readers really appreciated that. I think regardless of whether you have 
you don't have to be Catholic to enjoy this, right? You can be of any nope. any faith or of no faith, but there's always a reflection that you can learn from. Um, and I, I think that's one of the things that have has drawn so many people to your work and the community because you really make people think. Um, and and you're a great teacher, so um, it's really really good. Uh, yes, Frank, I agree. It's she cannot believe how quickly Lent has gone this year. Um, she didn't have a time to join the read along, but she did pop onto the website whenever she could to read some of the posts and comments. So it has been a. Mm -hmm. It's been a busy time for me personally, so I haven't been able to see as much as I typically would. But having the book was really lovely. Um, and well, I can say thank God for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Got to look for the bright spots wherever That's they are. That's right. Because I was I was able to start the book and and go through it. So yes, I'm. I'm just glad you were okay and you were able to read and you're you're better now. Um, and as Sar yeah. said, you know, <laughs> regarding my comment about uh, the community, so that's right, Leslie. I really try to foster an inclusive environment so all people can join in, and Absolutely. that's one of the things we just admire about the the work. And I'm hoping it's something you continue to do um, next. Lenten season, SR. I, I think season. you've gotten a lot of good response. Um, and yes, Pam, SR says he's glad you're better now. I am too. And I'm still in shock well, that I didn't if get I sick, give, but that's another story for another day. I know. None of you got sick. None of you got sick, thank God. But, um, you know, the only thing I'm, I'm, I still don't have my taste buds back yet. Ooh. And my appetite is like nothing. So I try to, I've been trying to keep like, protein stuff in the house so that I can at least get that in my system so because it's important mm. and I'm taking my vitamins well well mm -hmm. that's important and I'm excited to hear that SR's thinking of doing an advent one this year as well oh that would, that be, would good. be great that would be interesting. I think that would be well received but only if it's something that Absolutely. you desire to do right um Mm -hmm. uh, that would be a really, I think, especially at that time of year, I think it'd be great. Shell's noting philosophy, faith, education, love, hope, redemption, family, friends mm -hmm. are just mm -hmm. a few things that people are exposed to with SR's writing. This is true. That's true. And uh, Elaine is that saying, is if you have the time, SR, I would love one for Advent. Um, most definitely. Mm -hmm. We would too. That's that's really great news. And yeah, because I, the, the, the candles of Advent all have different meanings. So, so it, it would be really interesting to look into that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. An Advent book event would be so nice, Mango noted. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely. I love that idea. Yeah, because I think idea. it's a great season for reflection as well, in a very different way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's the preparation, um, mm -hmm. adoration. There's, there's just a lot. There's a lot that goes in into that. You're, you're focusing on love and peace and joy, and the, you know that's all part of it. And the coming of the child, and, and mm -hmm. also, you know, it's. I know. You know, that, that's a great time for that. And just like where Lent, for me, Lent has been more reflective and um, looking at, you know, meditating on what it's about. And this, this book really fit into this. That's what, what's one of the things I really liked about it was that, you know, each week was set off in a different section and there were different themes and different paintings for that theme. And I could really look at the painting, look at what Sister Wendy wrote, and then reflect upon what that week was supposed to be about. So I really like mm -hmm. that. And, so. and actually, SR, that's one of our questions we had for you. Why did you select this specific book? Mm -hmm. What brought you to Sister Wendy's uh, selection? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, there's a lot of great chatter about the Advent, the idea of the Advent book. Advent mm -hmm. equals anticipation and contemplation, said Mango. Um, mm -hmm. And Franco notes it would mean bring more meaning to Christmas away from all the crazy shopping that really isn't the true spirit of Christmas. I agree, Franco. That's true. That and true. SR posted why he selected this book for this year. Um, the Bishop N.T. Wright is a theologian, and so his work was theological in focus. So I wanted something a little different this year. So I chose Sister Wendy Beckett's book, The Art of Lent. In it, she offers a painting a day and a reflection. So it was an opportunity to explore art history and appreciation, as well as the themes of Lent. SR, I love the whole entire concept of the book. I was so glad, and I thought it was such a perfect representation of um, your work in terms of you bringing, always bringing art into your stories and weaving in mm -hmm. the different themes, some of which Sister Wendy highlighted in this. So I just thought it was such a smart selection um, and really perfect for your your readers. And so thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, it, you know, just the, the whole... Um, I, I I love the artwork in this book. I really a lot of it is very different mm -hmm. uh, as far as like abstract paintings and I sort of got into abstracts a little bit when I was I think in from an art class I took when I was like twelve mm -hmm. and uh, Mondrian was the big mm -hmm. artist at the time so with this teacher. So we, everything we had was Mondrian and, and we painted all our own paintings like Mondrian. It was fun. It was fun. Oh, it, of course well, I was 12. Lori noted, I also enjoyed the introduction to art. Um, I had not seen before with this book and Franca said she was surprised to read that sister Wendy was South African born. She'd never heard that before. Yes, she was. And as, as yes, some of was. our listeners know, Franca is, uh, is based in South Africa. And SR said, that's right, Franca. She was connected with South Africa and also with Oxford, where she studied at St. Anne's College. Mm -hmm. And she knew J.R.R. Tolkien. Right. And Pam, maybe yes, this she is did. a good time to share a little bit. We did a little research on her. We wanted to share. Um, mm -hmm. You want to share a little bit of what we found about her? Sure. And I'll put the link in. So, so we, sure. Um, we, she was born in the 1930s in Johannesburg, and, and her family later moved to Scotland. And she was always a very con contemplative child, and she was always uh, focusing on her prayers, which was, uh, you know, if, when she, and when she was 16, uh, she decided to enter a uh, the convent of the Sisters of the Notre Dame. Uh, a order I'm very familiar with. My mom went to a, a private school in high school. It was Notre Dame, and I knew so, I knew some of the nuns from when my mom would bring them around. So in the 1950s, she attended Oxford College, graduating in 1954, and after attending a, te uh, a teaching college in Liverpool, England, uh, she spent 15 years in South Africa teaching, and she started to have some health concerns. I believe it was ep epilepsy she, she had. And so she asked if she could start living a more life of solitude. And uh, they, 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 the order turned her down at first, and that's when she went off to Oxford, and uh, where she studied literature under Tolkien. And uh, she's also received the congratulatory first-class honors, which is unusual. It's basically when all the testers stand up and applaud your work they don't ask you any questions which is that's remarkable which, you know proves how mu remarkable how much they you know she knew and uh she uh asked to go back and and they said okay so she went to the Car carmelites she went to their monastery she lived in a trailer with them and she also uh translated many uh Mid, uh, you know, early uh, writings in from Latin into English, and uh, when she finished, she asked what she could do, and they said, "Well, we think we'd like you to maybe get out a little bit to 
bring some money into the order. So she started writing books and papers about it. And she started writing about art in the 1980s. And she was using postcards and books as guides to the art that she was writing about. Um, and she happened to be out uh, at the National Gallery in London. And there was some a BBC pro producer who was not far from where she was, and she was explained, talking about a painting. And uh, he asked if he could film her. She did. And he, the producer took it back to the BBC, and, and they, that's when they offered her the job to do their, her little art programs on the BBC. And I believe she was on either BBC One or BBC Two at that point. And... <laughs> From there, PBS picked it up in the United States, and that's where I started watching mm -hmm. on PBS. It's, it's so. pretty remarkable, and we have some video clips we'll put in the chat. Um, such an amazing story, SR noted, and Franca said, wow, thank you mm -hmm. for the background on Sister Wendy, Pam. Tolkien, of course, also born in South Africa. Shame we lost so many incredible people to the UK way back then. It's true. It's it's they really that have been true. remarkable, um, and her story is fascinating to me. I, I I was excited to hear a little bit about that um, connection. And as SR noted earlier, you know, in her story at Oxford, um, when she was attending, he also noted um, that, of course. St. Anne's is where Julianne presented her paper in Redemption. So mm -hmm. yep. yet another another connection to SR's writing mm -hmm. and the whole storyline, um, which is pretty mm -hmm. cool. So, of course, Tosca Musk is from South Africa as well, SR said. Yes, she is. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And SR notes they had... Um, uh, the sister Wendy was on PBS up in up here too, meaning up in Canada. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's um, it's pretty cool. And 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 I also find it interesting how someone who wanted to devote so much of her time and life to solitude ended up becoming this media personality, right? I think that's kind of a very interesting uh, twist. Yeah, it's an, an, to her life, yeah, and she and she also had a bit of a speech impediment, so the fact that she could get out there and discuss with this, it made it, you know, it makes her that much more relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, and the and the fact that she, while well, she she looked at art and commented and critiqued and whatever with art, she really didn't have an art history background until she started writing. Which I find fascinating because as a student of of going to museums, especially with a ninety year old ninety nine year old men, um, it it and hearing a perspective of an artist as a as opposed to a uh, person who was um, had no background in it, it's really fascinating. It's fascinating. Completely. Anyway, I digress. Um, no, not at all. I think I think it's really um, it's just kind of a remarkable story, and I think it it kind of weaves in so many of the things we talk about. Um, another thing that we mm -hmm. talk about quite a bit here is uh, faith and how faith influences SR's writing. So we asked him about that. Um, how has your faith influenced your writing, SR? And yes, Floor, I agree. Love this podcast. We are always learning here. So true. Oh, and you. SR's passing his greetings to Phil, Pam. Uh, Phil is, Phil, I, I'll tell you what, he, he's a trooper. He, he is a he trooper. He is a remarkable, remarkable guy. Mm -hmm. um, SR, in regards, in response to the question about how's your faith influenced your writing? said, my core belief is in the reality of redemption. I can't stand nihilistic or despairing tales. They're not for me. So my writing is intentionally redemptive, and this reflection reflects my belief in the importance and pervasiveness of redemption, which we love. Another reason why I love your work, mm -hmm. I, I, need, I love the hope. 
I love the I love the recognition that people can find peace and they can find redemption. Um, it's it's one of the things I love most and, about and your work. Or, Absolutely. And, and forgiveness, too, because if you look at Julianne and, and Gabriel's relationship, there is a lot of forgiveness in, in, in their relationship mm-hmm. um, for not just between themselves, but between their pasts. And I think that's I think that's very special as mm-hmm. well. Nice. You know, to me, the glasses the glasses never half full or half empty. The glass is always, re, you know, refillable. So. That's my, my <laughs> Elena says, SR, that is why your writing is the best. <laughs> yes, insert all the accolades for SR here, friends. You know mm-hmm. how we feel about you, SR. We wouldn't be doing a podcast every yep, week. Yeah, that's right. If we didn't feel strongly about how uh, important and how healing your work is. So super, super thankful that you have written and continue to write. Uh, yes, Franca notes, that's what I love so much of the Gabriel series, SR. Truth, says Shell. So very, very truthful there. Um, another question we had, um, contemplating the book and contemplating uh, the the works that Sister Wendy Beckett selected. Um Actually, before I go into the next question, I wanted to read your comment because I think it's so important, SR. I think reading despairing stories affects your mental health. I often think not just reading those stories, but also watching work like that. I think you can do it, but I think you need a balance. Um, I have friends who watch nothing but true crime and you know, horror movies, and that's all they watch. There's there's no variety. And I, I kind of wonder if that is a little stressful. But everybody has a different thing. Some people love that. They love the, you know, the mystery. They love figuring out the crimes. And so I think it's what's right for you. But I think you need to have balance, personally. Ellie says, it's a constant journey to seek the light from the darkness, and I always feel blessed to read your redemptive, hopeful writing, SR. It makes seeking the light more possible, which is so Mm -hmm. true. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, SR, um, as you were reviewing the the book and going through the Relenton reading, what are one or two of your favorite um, entries? And she used the Canadian spelling of favorite. Yes, yes. Which yes. Miss Kenzie says she absconded with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I added that you just for you. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Floor notes, mm-hmm. uh, balance is much needed, Leslie. Very true. It can get too monotonous if you don't switch it up. Elena notes that is sometimes the difference between the glass is half empty and the glass is half full, folks. Very, very true, ladies, very true. Mm-hmm. And SR notes, The Return of the Prodigal Son by Rembrandt is a favorite. Uh, he also likes Children on the Seashore by Renoir. <laughs> yeah, and there, there are two beautiful paintings in there. The Children by the Seashore reminds me of the memories of how I grew up as a little girl in the summertime. We were at the beach from June until September. Mm-hmm all the time um and uh the prodigal son the prodigal my sister has always called me the prodigal (laughs) because i moved away i moved away as a young i was 22 23 years old at the time and um i moved to another state it wasn't like i just moved to an apartment someplace and so when i would come home apparently my mother was always giving my sister a really hard time about it you know like oh just coming just coming whatever and so that to this day my sister always calls me the <laughs> and you know what life is like that you you go out into the world you you do what you need to do and and you come back and sometimes you come back like the prodigal did and sometimes you you know it's, it's a little different, but yeah. 
Well, and I, you know, I think that is as part of life. I think that's why that parable is, re- resonates too. There's a lot around that, Absolutely. and I think that's such a universal Absolutely. theme, right? So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I know we asked Asar about two of his favorites, and of course, we knew um, we knew about the the painting of the prodigal son, and which was the second day of the Lenten reading. I noted it was really early on mm-hmm. in the book. Um, and uh, we knew, we knew he was going to pick that right because of, uh, mm-hmm. the attention he gave in the Gabriel series to it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just Absolutely. curious if anyone wanted to share their favorite paintings, one of their favorites on here. I thought it'd be fun to hear, uh, share with SR what, what one of your favorites was. Just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Pam, is there one you wanted to share? Well, yeah, I I really got into the interior with open mm-hmm. window. Um, it's a painting by Raoul Duffy, Duffy, um, and it looks like it was done along the uh, Riviera. And it reminded me very much of a Matisse painting that I saw. Now, uh, this painting original, the uh, interior was done in 1928. But the Matisse painting I saw was um, done during the during World War II, and they've set up as the same as far as the windows and where the table with the flowers. But instead of having the windows, there are black um, shades. And during the during World War II at the time, there were a lot of blackout shades. But it, it's very similar, very mm-hmm. similar to what was what I saw and um, I also enjoyed the uh, joy and in infancy that little baby yes, the little that's cherub one with the rosy the, cheeks oh that, that was such that is one of the ones I selected too it was uh, Tuesday the 4th mm-hmm. so on page 56 mm-hmm. and 57 of the book I, I have it mm-hmm. bookmarked because it was so joyful and so sweet um, mm-hmm. that's, that was one of the ones, uh, SR says, I like that painting as well, Pam. And, uh, I, there are so many, the first painting is one of my, I, it's always been one of my favorites. I've loved it visually with the wave, right? It's the great wave by, um, Katsushika mm-hmm. Hukusai. Um, and I've always, mm-hmm. I've loved the motion. I've loved I've loved the representation of nature in it. That's one I've always been drawn to. So I was happy to see that in a book. And then the other one that I liked um, was Manifestation uh, Entry. It's Epiphany uh, by Robert Notkin. And this is one of the more Mm -hmm. abstract artists. I just love the use of color and light in it. And I just thought it was such a representation of positive energy. And I, I really, it just, it drew me mm-hmm. in. Um, but yeah, the, and then the, the other, the third that I really liked, um, which we haven't really come across yet, but the the Chasing the Butterfly um, by Thomas Gainsborough, just because I love the expression on the girls' faces and it reminds me of my daughters. So. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the Gainsborough paintings are very interesting to begin mm-hmm. with. I've always, you know, I, I remember seeing a lot of them when I was in England. Yeah. Oh, so, very good. And Sar says he, the Great Wave. That's a good one. Um, yeah, he liked that. Mm-hmm. Franca saying Vincent Starry Night is one of my all-time favorites. I just love the colors and the serenity of it. I'm not a connoisseur of paintings at all. Have never even been to a museum, believe it or not. Hope to change that once I'm back in Europe. Franca, you will have more than your opportunity to see wonderful Absolutely. works of art when you're back um, in the UK. And you know, Sr. Uh, noted prior to our discussion the paintings pan I, I think this is worth stating stating and reading because i think it's a really important point it is destructive to label our siblings or whoever as a prodigal we don't need to label people that way and i think no i think that can that can resonate uh, shell saying i agree sr people have a difficult time in wanting to be accepted and labeling is more hurtful when it sets one against another in in that particular True. light um, Nanny's saying labels suck because it defines people and this or that. I hate labels. Actually, Pam and I were talking about labels right before the cast. Um, 
So, yes, we were. And first going back to the art, uh, saying the Great Wave was my favorite too, Leslie. So much depth. I never realized it pulled me in and reminds me we cannot control everything or life. Just have faith and hope. Floor, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's so, so true. I just, I, I've always loved that image. And I love the, I love the ocean and the waves anyway, but it really does kind of put you in perspective, right? Well, favorite, favorite time for me at the beach. I mean, yeah, as obviously you're going suntan in the ocean, whatever. But one of the things I always enjoyed was either um, sunrise or mm -hmm. at night because you're alone on the beach. The waves are there crashing down and, you know, clean, cleansing in, a, in effect of, yes. of the beach. And at night, just the meditative quality of seeing the waves, the moon on the ocean, and the quietness of, of the darkness around you it really can help silence mm -hmm. your mind, which is it's mm -hmm. something that everybody, I think is tough for everybody to learn. True. Uh, and Alex notes, I've seen the great wave so many times and liked it instantly, but I've never thought of this picture in a Christian context, which I think is good. Mm -hmm. um, Lori says, I love Chasing the Butterfly by Thomas Gainsborough. It amazes me how a painter can capture emotion in the faces of their subjects. It would be so difficult. I also love the meaning of the painting, she said. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, talking back uh, regarding some of the uh, prodigal son references. SR notes, it was part of Gabriel's story that his brother labeled him. And so Gabriel really felt like an outsider. And... Which I can mm -hmm. understand. Uh, you know, and when I say that my sister did this, um, you know, she's has done it for a very long time. So it's not something I'm not familiar no. with with her. And I, it's fine. I have no problem with it. But I can understand that feeling, though, because I know that um, me moving away kind of separated me from my extended family, my cousins. And they always kind of, you know, look down upon that. And that's their problem. It's not possible. Well, so. and it, it's 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 yeah. not an either or. It's not a, a binary choice, right? You can you can add. Right. Yes. Okay. So we have family now who's um, in New York or away. So you know, it's it's just it, there is an mm -hmm. opportunity to to grow and include. Um, Absolutely. That can be. Um, you know, Sr. Also noted going back into the chat um, uh, and. It, as a follow-up to Alex's comment about the great wave, she, he says, one of the things I appreciated about the book was how Sister Wendy saw things I had never seen. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's um, a really, that's very really true. good point. Mango notes, Starry Night is her favorite painting. She invites everybody here to take a trip to the Museum of Modern Art so we can see it together. I love that idea. Count me mm -hmm. in, Mango. And Elaine and it's, I can't say I'm much of a connoisseur of art, but I enjoy anything that brings much color and light into the picture. And of course, living on the coast, wild water always strikes me as well. I also appreciate the detail and fine art, such as Da Vinci's Last Supper. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. absolutely. We have a couple more questions that so, we pose to SR. We, we do, we do. So, um... You have mentioned on Twitter that Twitter that you've been looking inward uh, for your Lenten reflection. Have you had insight in what you were looking for? I know from for me personally this year, uh, after all my events of last year, I've decided to for myself, and I started this at the beginning of the year to look inward a little bit more than normal and. Um, taking time to reach out with somebody. I, I, some of you know, some of you don't know, I started therapy. And um, it's, it's brought me closer to what I need to find out and work through for myself. So it, it's, it was very important for me. And, and SR's response, he notes that for me, looking inward isn't about a search for content, but rather a practice or a discipline. It's an activity I'm engaging in, 
I think it's important to devote time to appreciate beauty, but also to be still and quiet the mind. Reflection and contemplation are also important. These are the kinds of activities that have to be done intentionally so they aren't rushed or interrupted, which is completely on point. And I think that was another thing I really enjoyed about this book, and it makes sense given Sister Wendy's background, is the whole emphasis on silence and and being in, mm -hmm. having that presence to just be and contemplate. Mm -hmm. I think that was really powerful. Mm -hmm. And SR saying, good for you, Pam. And I think it's important to people to know this because there's no downside to this. This is, mm -hmm. you know, many people have to talk through things and they, they talking through to themselves or people that are very close to you just can't give you the perspective that you have to look for. So I, I think in, uh, in my case there, the holidays were, were pretty tough and um, I just, felt the need that I needed to do this so that I can, I can make sure that my mental health is okay. So, you know, again, I'm, it's what I'm doing. I, I don't feel ashamed about it and I don't think anybody should be. Well, and I so, think it's, it's, um, it's appreciated that you're sharing your story because I think having that, um, reminder that you're not alone in some of the ways uh, that you have to deal with grief, I think is important. So mm -hmm. thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that, Pammy. Um, you're welcome. Looking in the chat, Franca said, I saw a picture of the painting that Gabriel shows Julia about St. Thomas putting his finger into Jesus' side. I can't remember the name now. It's beautiful. I do love that one. SR said he does too. It's actually a work by Caravaggio. And um, mm -hmm. Shell notes it's called the incredulity of Thomas, Saint Thomas. Ah, uh, the doubting Thomas. Yes. yes. Always. And Mango notes distractions are a terrible problem when I try to be contemplative. I have a hard time calming my mind. And it's because you're in the U.S. <laughs> we're in we're in we're in 2023, and we have a 24/7 news cycle and constant. Stimulation, I think. Um, mm -hmm, Sue mm -hmm. said, Mango said, my husband has a book called Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics, which I really need to read. Um, <laughs> and uh, thank you, SR, for putting the link into the, the painting that Franca referenced. Take painting. a check, take a look at that. Uh, and as, as far as silencing the mind, um, I, I was very fortunate enough to have a, a cousin who was into alternative uh, healings and, and uh, you know, modalities. And one of the things she always did was have meditations. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always loved going to their house on Friday night because they, Helen would have this huge group of people and we'd all be sitting there and she would either lead us through a guided meditation or she had these Tibetan singing bowls that she would use to create the, the sound. And if you can just focus on the one thing, that will, it takes a while, but you eventually will silence your mind and be able to just be, which I, fa I found very helpful. And I, and I use that practice today as well. It's, it's so important, but it's challenging. Mm -hmm. uh, it is Laura very says, challenging. It's hard to find time for silence. It is important. And therapy is beneficial, Pam. It does help to have a mediator. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Mango notes, Andy said it was very helpful. I think I'm too distracted to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Elena's quiet mind. Uh, and SR notes that, um, yes, the news can be very distracting. Yes. Sometimes you have yes, to limit especially news. this Sometimes week coming you have to limit up. access to social media. Um, and Elena says, I've been retired for several years and mine just gets more noise each year in terms of a quiet mind. Life does not slow down for me easier. That's right. That is right. And, and Floor's so. noting a meditation <clears throat> app um, that helps her. And it's called Insight mm -hmm. Timer. I use it to help me sleep and to calm my mind. It works for me. I fit it in when I can because we're all so busy. It's, there, there are a lot of good meditation apps out there. Calm is one. Um, 
there's one that SR recommends all the time about clearing the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, really and, I've, um, and so, welcome, yeah. Underwater Lily. Thanks for joining us in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the comment as well. Tibetan singing bowls, my blood pressure lowers, just thinking about them. And hi, I'm new here. Hey, Hello, it's great. Welcome, Underwater Lily. I hope you join us welcome, next week yes. as well. Um, yeah, the Tibetan singing bowls. Ah, uh, so soothing. It is. It is. So, and, uh, you know, so the, and the, it's the honest meditation that SR recommends. And the real, it is, it's funny, yes, but it yes. does help, believe me. Especially when you can't sleep. <laughs> well, and Mango so. notes, I think it's one reason why I like to see artwork in museums so much. Even when there are people around me, I can focus on the artwork, which is true. It's, it's something about being in the presence mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. The, the work. Um, Shell notes she likes the painting of Primavera by Botticelli. It always reminds her of William, and uh, mm-hmm. which is it does. wonderful. Um, and you have to use what works for you. Mm-hmm. Betty says that's the best meditation app. Absolutely. So she's also familiar with the one that was mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meditation apps give Shell anxiety, she says. And Flora says the Tibetan bowls help her fall asleep. So. Um, and it's it's just mm-hmm. that one constant of the of the the, right. the the of that bowl that that got you. It's like having if you were, in, were ever into transcendental meditation, there was you were always given an a, uh, mm-hmm. a you know a mantra. Well, so and I've I've been to yoga like practice that. that will start and end um, incorporating some meditation and having the bowls. Um, it's just the tones mm-hmm. very very. Soothing, and mm-hmm. it does allow you to kind of focus on the on the sound. Absolutely. So, sister sister Wendy has put to get this to the book together beautifully, and there have been much reflection for me. Were there any particular paintings that helped you reflect on the weekly topic? And as SR responds to that, Franca is noting that classical music is her go-to calm to calm her mind and helps her get back mm-hmm. to sleep. Having a lot of disturbing, disturbed nights at the moment, thinking of our big move. I completely agree with you there, Carl. The fr- I, music I is very that. soothing, can be very soothing and very restful. Mm-hmm. So... So as I was, uh, I was surprised at the inclusion of the abstract works. As I shared on my website, I don't really appreciate abstract art. I don't see what Sister Wendy sees. So reading her reflections and engaging on the abstract works she included gave me an opportunity to see things, new things, and even to appreciate art in a new way. I thought this would be also a metaphor for the importance of taking time for stillness and contemplation. It's in the seeking that we find our rewards and how true is that. Right. It's like it's not the destination, Mm -hmm. it's the journey. It's kind of that same concept. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't say it before when I was talking about the epiphany piece, which is an abstract one, because I knew knew, um, your predilection to not being fond of abstracts. But I, I really agree with you, SR, in terms of having... Of uh, sisters' uh, commentary, there it does kind of bring um, different perspective to uh, and more understanding. Especially abstract is is kind of a tough, uh, you know, kind of a tough uh, genre. I just go with the way I feel when I see it, and mm-hmm. but I've always I've I've been drawn to all. I've always been drawn to um, abstract in some ways. Well, and and if you you know in the book, uh, Sister Wendy has the um, untitled eleven thirty, mm-hmm. and also the uh, three grays, and when you know it, you really would have to focus on it to find something in it, and I think that's what is so different about abstract art. You can look, you can all see the same painting, but get something different mm-hmm. from it. That's not to say I don't love the others, because I do. You know, I, I, no, this, yeah, I, I love, know. I love all kinds of art. It's just such a joy, and mm-hmm. I think we need to take more time and uh, seek it and embrace it. I think all of us collectively as a society needs to do more 
um, observing mm-hmm. of that. Um, some abstract art appears as chaos to me sometimes, says Shell. I agree. Um, you look at a Jackson yeah. Pollock. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't love it. Uh, all of it. Some of it I like, some of it I don't. Um, Elena says, abstract, uh, she agrees with Esser on that one. Abstract usually loses me, so her explanations really get you thinking. Everyone reacts differently, Alex notes. And SR says, yes, you have to focus and take your time on abstract art, and meaning isn't always obvious. Franca notes, it's amazing how two people can look at the same painting or read the same book or watch the same movie and it totally have different opinions. The mind is a crazy thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Mango agrees, sometimes it seems like there's enough chaos in life, so I tend to seek out other artwork. Um, abstract art is like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I have some abstract art. My brother-in-law gives me a hard time about it. Why? What is it? Sometimes it just is, Lori said. And to quote the boss, Betty says, take time for beauty. beauty. Yes. Yeah. Another, another artist that I like looking at is Edward Hopper. And, uh, he did, he, he painted in, uh, he was born in Nyack, New York, but he also uh, did paintings from uh, the city. I think mm-hmm. he lived down around Greenwich Village area. And he also Tarot up in uh, the Cape. And uh, you know, it's his, he's got some interesting works. I mean, I, you know, we all see it, it's part of, I think, culture of that one painting where they're all sitting in a diner. It's very dark <laughs> right. except for the diner. You know, there's that one. But there's others, like his paintings from Tarot, they're like open and you can feel the, the, the peaceful energy that comes through from it, I think. So. And SR says, I like Hopper too, Pam, um, which is, I have to say, I actually had a dinner conversation around Hopper. A friend came in from Boston. I'm in New York, Newport right now um, in Newport, Rhode Island, and... Um, she was talking about a Hopper exhibit she went to New York City to see, and I just like, I have not mm-hmm. talked about Hopper in, and and this has been like twice in t- twelve hours, so it's pretty remarkable. That's funny. It is, but you know, and and when I lived in Nyack, I actually lived right next door to was the home he was raised in, and they they do art collections there, and in the summertime they do jazz concerts in the in the garden. And it was great to be able to sit in my own yard and listen to the jazz concert and drinking wine with my friends. Mm, so that was always lovely. Fun. Yeah. Mango and, loves Hopper as well. Uh, and Frank is asking, mm-hmm. is Picasso considered abstract art? I truly don't understand or appreciate his art. Is it only me? No, it's not you. But I do love some of his pieces. Um, I had prints many years ago of Picasso, of uh, holding flowers yes. and some other things. I think there was one of the bull. Um, he's, you know, from Spain, and bullfighting is is a art form of in Spain of a of a sort. And uh, you know, it, it's he's interesting. He is interesting. There's so many good things, and I know we're almost mm-hmm. at our time with SR since we uh, mm-hmm. promised an hour. Um, so I just wanted to thank SR for joining us today. SR, do you have anything else you want to share? Anything else you need to, um, reveal? (laughs) Um, just kidding about that. Um, but we're really, really thankful you've been here uh, with us today. SR saying, I want to be sure to thank you all for joining me in this journey. We are very thankful you invited us on the journey, SR. Absolutely. And Alex, note, thank you so much for spending your time with us. Thank you, Brenda. It has been a great chat this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it very much that you were here, and I do appreciate the fact that there is you do this Lenten reading. I think it's just a great way for people to commu- communicate with with the, the the, the group to communicate with each other as well as to hopefully take some of the reasons why we have went as well. Yes. So. Yes, yes, yes. SR is noting 
that he expects the premiere date will be announced soon, as well as the location. Uh, he also so stay, stay tuned, tuned for that. He also said you're going to love the film. And he's continuing to finish his book and hopes to have it finished and released this year. Which, oh. oh my gosh, SR. Fingers, as, as I always say, praying to God and, and fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> SR also wants to be sure to thank everyone for continuing to care for another and to extend friendship and support to readers in crisis. I notice this and I bless it. Uh, we, we, you know, it's, it's one of the important things of this community, which I've, I've learned. So it's a beautiful, beautiful community you've created. So thank you. SR. Yes. Thank you, SR. Thank you for joining us. As Brenda says, Pam, have the best day. Happy birthday. SR is wishing Certainly those gonna try. Hope, hope those who are celebrating have a blessed Easter and a happy weekend, everyone. So thank Absolutely. you so much, SR and, Pam. What are you going to uh, and send us out with? Well, first of all, first of all, I'm gonna wish everybody a happy Passover because that starts uh, next week. And so that'll be I love the way past a lot of the Jewish holidays and the, and the Christian holidays all sort of, and even the Muslim holidays. Because they tag off Ramadan, of the calendar. You know. mm -hmm. Absolutely. The lunar and calendar. Thank you all. Thank you all for your birthday wishes and also the real meaning of April Fools. <laughs> In the 1500s, during the Council of Trent, they went from the uh, Julian calendar to the Georgian calendar, and there were a lot of people, and sorry about this, France, in France, who were still celebrating the new year on April 1st, so they became known as the April Fools. Ah. So uh, we can have all your jokesters that you want, but that is, uh, that's the meaning that I like to give out. <laughs> <laughs> So. And underwater, anyway. no worries. Um, she said, thank you for having us. I'm sad I missed most of it. Have a good weekend. You can always listen. This will be posted right after we go off air. And you can hear it's in will. its entirety um, at the time and place you choose. So you can always listen. Right. And, and we and do we're... share what SR says. I, we try and capture what's going on in the chat room and the podcast. Mm -hmm. So. Check it out. And we are on many platforms. We're on Mixler, SoundCloud, Apple, Sound, um, uh, uh, Spotify. Um, uh, tune in. Tune in. Uh, you can find us on Google Play and uh, Podvine and a few others. So we're out there all the time and party up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to a big partying tonight. Oh. <laughs> party up. Good weekend to all. So you two, you all have a good holiday. So I'm going to leave us today with the little uh, uh, Django Reinhardt in Beyond the Sea. Oh. So have a great week, everyone. Take care. Happy birthday. <laughs>